Hey, Horners! Welcome to Good Morning Gallahorn in the Raw, following the Vikings versus the 49ers. Game. Good morning, Gallahorn in the raw, and welcome to the off season. Not the way we wanted to end it, obviously. Drew, how you doing? <laughs> I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. Um. smile I had three hours ago slid right down the crack of my ass after watching that. Really? Like yeah, you went know, down the back of I my was, mind. You know, I was thinking leading up to this game, I was really thinking, I was thinking we, we probably, we're on the back end, we're probably not going to win this thing, but I was thinking it'd be nice to have a nice classic game that took us down to the wire. And not that offensive shit show I had to sit through. That was... Hey, we have our first comment from Nick Diaz. Exactly what I thought. Zimmer is an idiot. Can't adjust <laughs> and bring back Cheryl and Zendale. I, 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 I love twenty. I love twenty four. I love twenty first century media, man. Everybody's an idiot if they lose and a genius if they win. That didn't take long. No, it didn't. Ted, how are you doing, <sighs> gentlemen? Normally, at this point in the show, I say if I was any better, I'd be against the law. I'm not doing so good right now. I, I just, it was just a really, oh, you know, I put this on Twitter. I, I, and you guys have been fans, I think, even longer than I have. I've been doing this. I, you know, I remember, I remember 1975. I remember most of 1974 and Super Bowl eight and Super Bowl nine, 73 season. And I, I just every year it gets harder and harder to bounce back and do this. It just does, man. I mean, the only difference every year is our level of disappointment. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they go to the playoff. Sometimes they, they go one and done. Sometimes they make it to the NFC Championship. Back when we were kids, they went to the Super Bowl fairly regularly. They lost. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I just – this is just what – a, what a terrible – way to end your season and send off your fans sure. with that game trying to digest that game and 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 swallow it and and put it into coherent thought and whatever man whatever oh just I talk. quite the somebody coherent talk thought, I'm not, I don't care. even though I'm quite well in and today I am drinking a local brew a double IPA called Magdalena, beautiful IPA brewed here glad, in Denver. I'm glad you showed everybody because I'm sure yeah. people care. I'm sure they do because it's a good beer. 
It's, it's more on the bitter side <laughs> of IPA versus the fruity side. And if you like that like I do, it's absolutely wonderful. But I've been viewing the Vikings. I went to my first game in 1969. And it has been 50 years since, and we still haven't pulled it off. So, this was just as disappointing in many aspects. And I said in the beginning, welcome to the offseason. That's because we lost, and we lost miserably. Because, Thanks, Booger. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd you like know, that. When you lose, it's in the playoffs, you end up going to the offseason. Uh -huh. And you're not playing any more football. All right. From viewers, we have Nick Diaz again going typical Vikings performance. Yeah, it sort of was. We have, from one of our favorite and including Climbing the Pocket Network host, Eddie Van Halen, Mr. Edwin Broadmarker, at least his NDSU Bison won their eighth title in nine years. Yes, we applaud you, Eddie, and the Bison for winning their national I don't, I don't care, I don't, I don't care about, about FCS football right now. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I, not, not one more word about the NDSU Bison. Not one more word. I want to bet about this football team. Go ahead. You've got the floor. Maybe you know what? Maybe I'm just done. <laughs> okay, I'm not done. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, I don't really know. Ted kind of said it perfectly in the intro there. That this the next year will be my 50th Viking season. 5-0. Today was my 21st divisional playoff game that I've sat through that they've had. Probably many more if you added up all the total games. But the ending of these seasons are always it's it's always a difficult day. And you want to ask me, you know, I mean, how else? Might, how it's hard to talk after games like this because everybody's emotional one way or the other. I mean, it's just. You what know, do you I, mean one way or the other? The other is yay! We did watch. well this season. We got this far. Bullshit! That isn't you know, the case. There's uh, eleven and seven was the final. Was that the final tally of the record this season? Yes. Uh, I don't see. I mean. We were talking last week about if they spent too much emotionally in that Saints game and didn't have much left in the tank. But, you know, <clears throat> you take away that Saints game and everything is right back to normal with this game. I mean, I don't see – I don't see – my biggest question to this whole game is, I mean, we could break it down and talk about the lack of this and the lack of that. But when you have offensive play – I know the Niners are good. They have a good defense, formidable defense. I know that. They do. I'm aware of that. They have a lot of good players on their defense. But I've watched them over the course of the last month, and they weren't as good as they were today. Uh, I don't know how you can have such an inept offense with players like Thielen and Dick. We go through the list every. I don't know how what I saw today. I don't. And and Dalvin Cook. Don't don't forget Dalvin Cook. And oh, Kirk the, Cousins. Don't forget Kirk Cousins. The play calling was terrible. The execution was terrible. Yeah. Speaking of play through. calling, do you think Kevin Stefanski gets the Cleveland job? No, oh, I don't give a fuck what he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, right now I don't care. He's not. I, I mean, I <sighs> look at his play calling in that Monday night game, and look at tonight. I mean, come on, what do you want? Is he? Why they is he, didn't why go to the two-minute drill until about three minutes left uh, in the game when they were three scores down. Shoddy all day. Vikings had. 
one good drive. And don't tell me they had 10 points made it two good drives because that other fucking one came after Kendricks caught the interception. They didn't drive. They just yeah. kicked it. Heck of a play by Kendricks. Yeah, but that, oh, but that wasn't a drive. That wasn't a drive that earned a field goal. No, it wasn't. They, they needed, one they good needed... drive today. One. One fucking good. One. Yeah, they went seven three and outs. Seven. You got to be kidding me. Two or three and we're usually bitching. But seven? Come on. You know, the the thing the thing that frustrates me, uh, other than what we've talked about, the history of the franchise and having to deal with this and some level of disappointment year after year, is that this is probably the last year that this iteration of the Vikings as we know it is going to be together. I mean, oh, they're... Without a doubt. They're... they're I, I saw something like they're four or five million dollars over the cap right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions on 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 guys who are coming back and and guys who aren't coming back. Yeah, Cook's going to be back and Cousins and and Thielen and Diggs and a good chunk of the offensive. Well, you know, is Riley Reef going to be back? Is Pat Elfline going to be back? I mean, Elfline will be back. He's still on his rookie contract. Is is Everson Griffin going to be back? How about um, well, the defense will obviously get younger. Uh, is is uh, you know I mean there there are just is ever is is Xavier Rhodes going to be back? Is Trey Wayne's going to be back? I mean we are looking at a probably more roster upheaval, at, especially on defense. We're 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 looking at potentially four or five starters leaving, depending on how contract. Well, well, and, wait a sec. Wait a sec though, but. Zimmer puts his foot in the door and says, I'm keeping this guy and this guy and this guy. Who's to say those guys are gone? He's the one that makes the call. Oh, they're going to be gone because of fucking long. salary yeah. cap issues. I, I just, I drew, I don't think he can keep those guys because of the salary cap. Like Dave yeah. said, I mean, they're, I, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe they can figure something out. Oh, okay. That's cool. And, but now, now you, you have to ask yourself, well, oh, okay. Let, let's say everybody can come back. Everybody, Stefanski, Zimmer, the the well, starting they're coming 22. back, obviously. How's it going to be any different then? Thank you. How the it's, fuck is it's, it going to be any gonna different? Be better then? is next year going to be better if you bring the exact twenty-two and the same coaching staff and, and all that. Is it going to be better? Is there going to be some substantive improvement? I, I don't know. No, it won't be. And, it, and a lot of people answer that with, "Well, who are we going to get that's going to be better?" I'm worried about somebody that's going to be better. Well. Worry, worrying about the future is no reason to keep doing something that's wrong. In my eyes, I mean, what do you, you kind of try to do something to make it better? You're a hundred percent correct, Drew. You got to do something that makes it better. Now, some of those guys on the defense will not come back. Whether it be Griffin, whether it be Waynes, whether it be Rhodes, they're not going to come back. It's just who's not be back the here next year, Ted? Who's not back? Ted's pretty good with his lists. He, he's pretty accurate. I got these lists on my wall. Say Ted Glover. They're not. They're usually pretty accurate. Just off the top of my head, I don't. I don't have salaries in front of me, but but Everson Griffin has a lot of dead money in his contract. They could cut or they could restructure. Trey Waynes is an unrestricted free agent because they they exercise his fifth year option. Um, here here's a surprise. This, this is a name I'm going to throw out. And people are going to go, oh, you're stupid or you're an idiot. And I want to hear every single comment that comes across, Dave. 
But Harrison Smith is owed a lot of money next year, and he's 31 or 32 now. And you, and you got guys like Anthony Harris playing pretty good football. I'm not saying they're going to cut Harrison Smith. I, I think that would be dumb. But look, look for maybe a restructure on his part. Um, Linval Joseph seems to be like a guy that, that might not be back. He's got a big cap number, and he's battled injuries the last two years, and he's 32 or 33, I think. I, I mean, I mean, guys, you know, Barr's going to be back. Kendricks will be back. Um. You're looking at potentially both your, both your starting cornerbacks being gone in in Rhodes and Wayne's. uh and Trey Waynes. I mean, Xavier Rhodes has a huge cap number next year, and and he played pretty One poorly point. for a, a better part of the season. I mean, so now and he was targeted today on that the first series, a couple series of the game. San yeah. Francisco targeted him back to back to back to back. And he gave no. up yards. So, so I, I mean, you're looking at what is that? Five guys off the top of my head that might either restructure on, or, or go on offense. You've got Kyle Rudolph. Um, well, wait, wait, and, just let me stop you there. Just let me stop you at the five people on defense. That's a big rebuild right it's there. On one huge, side of the it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it, and that's I mean, not I don't talking think, about the offense. No, that's I, what I, I said. I don't think people understand the amount of transition that's going to happen next year. It's going to and, be easily and, and now a third. You're, you're talking about well, is is Kevin Stefanski going to go to you know he's been rumored to be take the head coaching job in Cleveland, and now you're looking at another offensive coordinator, which would be like the sixth guy, I think, in seven years for for Zimmer. Just go get Shermer. I mean, <sighs> I agree yeah, with you. You, Drew, you tell me Shermer's but... not as good as Kevin. What I saw today, I mean. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, or does Kubiak just become the OC? I mean, here, here's the thing with Shermer. Everybody talks about just plug in Shermer, and 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 on the surface, that seems like a logical solution. However, Pat Shermer's been an offensive coordinator in this league for how long? 15, uh, 20 years, whatever it time. is. Long time. He's he's run his own offense without any help from anybody, and he's done a pretty good job. He's been a head coach twice. If I'm Pat Shermer and Mike Zimmer calls me and says, hey, you want to come work for me and Gary Kubiak? Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see your No, I, I don't. And I want to run my own. I, I want to run my own offense. Uh, we did pretty good in 2017, Mike. Uh, what, what, what's what's wrong with what we did then? Y- you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense, actually, because he kind of does like to do his own thing. Yeah, and, I mean, what what does Mike Zimmer need more of? If 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 Wilf called in Zimmer tomorrow and says, "Jesus, dude, what do you want? You have two offensive court. You have an offensive whatever you want to run. You have two coordinators, right? Which is more than what everybody else has. I mean, what do you have? An assistant? Uh, what is it? What does he call? What's Kubiak called? Assistant to the head coach to the offense to the whatever. You got right. that. You got Stefanski. You got a kicking coach. I gave you this. You got these players. What what more does he need to get over the hump? You know, um, especially if you got to rebuild the defense. He he's gotten every single player on defense he's wanted. You, you know what I would say? This team needs what's that? More aggression from the coaching staff. There 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 were. Uh, I mean, I. It's a great point. It's a great th- point. There were there were times. You know, the, the Vikings went into halftime down fourteen ten. They played about as poorly as they could have on offense 
and they were with were they were within one score of of leading that football game. Uh, San Francisco got the ball, came out, and and got a field goal, and it was still a one score game. And the Vikings, you know, Stefanski, I, whether it was from from Zimmer on high saying run the ball, don't make any mistakes, I I don't know. I, I I'm not obviously on the sideline. But, but it felt like that would have been the perfect time to try some no-huddle or some up-tempo or something to try and get the offense kick-started. It, 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 I, I kind of fully expected it, you know, when, when you saw how disjointed they were uh, in that Denver game, mm-hmm. and they came out in the second half and went no-huddle the whole second half. And, and they, I don't know, I, I just it just feels like the, the coaching staff, they, they, they not only got outplayed on the, on the line, on both sides of the ball, they got completely outcoached. But on offense, why, why, if you're stagnant like they did in the Bronco game, at least they changed it that one game. Why just continue to do the same shit? If you're, why not? I don't. Why not try something different? The Vikings have been known to just do the same things. So just keep, just keep running, running in molasses. You know, it's like the same thing over and over, and it gets frustrating from watching it going. I mean, the, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same right. fucking thing over and over, over and over. And try it works. You're try right. some no huddle. Try to do something. It's just you know that wasn't. But you mentioned really. it. A key to this game was that the defensive line of San Francisco beat up on the offensive line of the Vikings. Forty ers O line absolutely piss pounded the Vikings D line all day. I mean, well, you're getting six a, seven yards I mean, on first down. Well, yes, but they got there was pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, but the the Not really. San Francisco. The second half, they didn't need to pass. Right. The, yeah, they well, that was just it. Like 11 straight freaking running plays. Yeah, because the offensive line of the Vikings couldn't hold the defensive line of the San Francisco. Who was a good defensive line? Hey, San Francisco's good. That's why they were the number one seed. But it showed the weakness to the Vikings. If the Vikings' offensive line was better, we probably would have had a better chance of winning this game, which shows the weakness over the last six years of the Vikings, which is not paying attention to the offensive line. The only good player they had was O'Neal, who went out with a concussion today. They need to focus on the offensive line. I don't know. The Atlanta Falcons have a pretty piss-poor offensive line, and they went into Santa Clara and beat the Niners a month ago. So I don't really – what do you want to do? What are you going to do? The, um, prob- the problem with the game is, is how it was unfolded, and we talked on the thread saying, if you're going three and out and the other team's putting together drives, three and out drive, three and out drive, by about four or five times of doing that, by the second half your defense is worn down and you can't stop shit. That's what happened. I Kevin saw it happening. It was happening. Kevin Stefanski had some very questionable play calling all day. And, and oh, I, absolutely. And I don't know if it was if it was he was he was calling deep shots and and Kirk was checking down. I, I don't know. But, oh. but there was a point where oh 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 there was a point where he was checking down or or dumping off to to Dalvin uh, and and. Like the fifth or sixth time it got minus one or minus two yards, I was thinking to myself, let's try something new. 
Salah knew. Salah knew that screen was coming all day. He knew it. He watched tape, and he knew that's our bread and butter. Besides yeah. running the, besides running that zone to the outside, which we didn't do much today, that screen was sniffed out every time by Quan oh, Alexander, and he kept going back to it. Kept going back to it. Kept keep grabbing that fucking scalding water off the stove. Keep grabbing it. Keep grabbing. Oh yeah, I burned the shit out of my hand. Oh, I burned it again. Where and where was the fucking rollouts? Where's the play action? Where's Kirk getting out of the pocket? Get him there, out of the pocket. There were two, and he got eaten alive on both times. Not yeah. difficult. And speaking of which, I need to eat crow, and I will eat crow. I said all season, that or virtually all season, that if Kirk right. Cousin hits a deep pass early, we get good Kirk. Well, he hit that deep pass early to Stefan Diggs. And guess oh, what? After Connection. that, it went to shit. So I am going to eat crow. Fried, sautéed, however it is. That, that pass was poorly under the throne and Diggs cut back and caught it. Well, yeah. I agree there, but at least it was a good deal. But anyways, yeah, they, I'll they, eat crow. I admit crow. it. Dave. Dave. What's that, Ted? How much have you had to drink, my man? Holy uh, shit. I am going on my second six-pack of IPAs at 8.4. Was it 8.4 ABV? Dude, you can do a live breathalyzer on air with Dave. Oh, I couldn't drive right now. What are you drinking, Ted? Put that back up. Uh, Independence Harbor Amber Ale. Ah, nice. You're at least <laughs> moving to an ale. Eventually, I'll move you to IPAs. No, you won't. No, you won't. The, the day you move me to IPAs will be the day Kevin Stefanski decides to go on a no-huddle offense down 14 points late in the third quarter. No, piggyback a little bit. Go back to what, what Ted was saying about the first half out unfolded. We had like four first downs and 75 total yards, and we're only down by four. Yeah! Yeah, the people that start, I start seeing it in the second half. This fucking defense can't stop any. The defense. It's the offense. Why does, why does it, why does it always everybody falls down on the deep? Sure, they gave up a couple drives, but this is modern day football. If you're holding somebody in the 20s, you should have, I mean, God damn, it's so frustrating to watch. It got to the point, it got to the point in the fourth quarter where I was actually thinking if the Vikings got this football 30 more times, they wouldn't score. Yeah, Drew, you it, are one hundred percent correct. It didn't. It didn't start out like the Chicago game, like back in Week Four. Uh, by the end of the third quarter, it sure felt like it. <laughs> All right, we have a new fan calling saying. <laughs> I'd rather have David in his current state calling plays than Stefanski. Oh, yes. I'll eat crow. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Without a doubt. I didn't hear any of that. So. Um, we have another one. Kevin, or not Kevin, but Kirk Cousins never takes his eye off the primary receiver. This is from Billy the Kid. That's, that's, that's not true. No. I, and I, I don't I'm agree gonna... that's true either. Now, I'm gonna checking there. down... Obviously, but the San Francisco defense did have a lot of our receivers covered. 
We watched that the whole game. Yeah. San Francisco had a great D, uh, D plan today. They did. I, they oh, really they did. did. I got you know, I, it to them. And I hope I, they whoop the shit out of whoever wins the game tomorrow. That's what happens when you spend time game planning on the I, other team. You actually have a plan. I, I thought, you know, even <laughs> it was, what, 14-10 at halftime, and then the 49ers got the ball and went up. You know, it took the opening drive and, and kicked the field goal. And I thought, all right, you know, as poorly as everything has gone, if the Vikings can put a drive together here and score a touchdown, it, it kind of changes the whole dynamic of the game. And then and Cousins threw that interception, and whether Thielen stopped on the route or Cousins threw a bad throw, I, I don't care. Right. It was an interception. And I, I knew, I, I kind of knew in my heart the game was over after that interception. The 49ers ran seven or eight straight times. They they utterly imposed their will on the Vikings' defense. And you can say, you know, Drew, I, I agree with you. The Vikings' offense didn't do the defense any favors. They didn't. Three and out, three. How many How many three and outs do they have? Eight today? But but that that drive coming off of that interception, when, when you run eight straight times yeah. and score a touchdown, I, I just, I, there's, you know, I just that was the backbreaker. That yeah, was it was it was, and, and I'm like, well, San Francisco is a better team, and the Vikings, barring some really fluky, miraculous plays, are not going to win this game. I, I mean, the the I, I keep pointing back to doing the same shit and thing over and over. What do they talk about when they're when they have eight three and outs? When they keep running off the field, doesn't anybody unless sideline have a brain to think of the possibility? Let's try something different. I mean, why not? They were in second long all day. All day. How many well, four, no, five, no, or six no, yards no, 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 no. They were no, in fucking no. second long all day. There was quite a few. Sh- oh, um, poor shit. Quite a few points where they were third and short. What, what, what when? But when? Every, they still do, didn't. Do what had, do they did. They long. still didn't produce drives out of it. That's the issue, buddy. Uh, Dalvin Cook had. Nine carries for 18 yards. Oh, no, I'm not saying he did great, right, but there was quite a few points where day. they were third and it. three, third it, and two. Dalvin Cook had six receptions for eight yards. Now, we've got quite a few responses. Climbing the pocket. Thanks, Nick. That's because he's hammered. Talking about me. We have, let's see, Nick Diaz. Dave is slurring his work. LOL. Absolutely. Yes, we have, this is the best name so far, the Duckbacker. On a side note, this day is the 50th anniversary of our Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs, Super Bowl Four. It was the 20th year, an old seaman in the U.S. Navy. Well, yes, it was, Mr. Duckbacker. It's the 20th, or it's the anniversary of that loss. And again, we lost, which is the Vikings tradition. I don't care. Dave, I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I don't care. Honest to God. I, I mean, I, there, there were times when the, when the Vikings were in, were in a position to win this game. In the first half, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo was teetering. They, sure. they had brought pressure. They oh, had him looking uneasy. He was making some bad throws, and 
and then Kendrick's got that interception right before halftime, and it felt like the Vikings had an opportunity to score and maybe take control of this game. And for whatever reason, call it coaching, call it uh, the, the players on the field, call it scheming, call it whatever, they couldn't. And, and again, we talk about this, the Vikings being able to get to a certain level and not being able to get over that hump. And that today was a prime example of that, man. And, and when, when you're paying guys, you know, Cousins, I, and it's not Cousins, but, you know, he's the guy with the big contract. But Cousins and Diggs and Thielen, those guys are making, what, $60 million between them? And you got, and you got 129 yards passing. Jack, you got a problem. I mean, I mean, you do 172 yards passing, 172 yards passing. You, you got an offensive line. You got an offensive line. That's better at the lookout block against good teams than imposing their will. And, and the team you want to be the 49ers completely dominated you for the better part of three quarters today. Mm-hmm. Pushed around, pushed and, around, and we're and here talking about Super Bowl four. No, I, no I don't care about, about Super Bowl four. Don't care. I mean, I care. I, w- I would like to have seen them win one. <laughs> but whatever. Did you know? Tell me how that... you're going to get better next year. Not. Don't tell me about how we sucked 50 years ago. Right, and it's been. That's the problem with the Vikings. You know, we're this team old. Has, you know, the this rest team has, of this, the this rest. Team, this team has no correlation on what happened 50 years ago. Amen. They, they don't. Well, they I don't. agree. But the rest of the Climbing the Pocket Network, right, <laughs> are generally a generation before or after us, right? They're younger guys. They're millennials. They're Gen Zers, right? But they're coming into this going, hey, this is Unacceptable. I don't know. The, I don't, this I don't is what are we doing? You know, this is what we see, and we're the ones going. Hey, we've been there since 1969, and this shit is the same. I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I, I just, for for as good of a run as Mike Zimmer's had over the last six years, and it's been a pretty good run. And All he will go there, into there's, the seven. There's coaching years. staffs that have that have had a lot worse periods over a six year time. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. This this offseason is going to be critical. And I I am having a hard time right now. And again, we got free agency in the draft. But I'm having a hard time finding out, getting to a place where where come training camp this time next year, this team will be better than they are right now. And if they're not better, what are you doing? If you're not trying to get better, what are you doing? You're wasting my time. Well, if that's the case, Ziggy will give my time. Spillman and um, Zimmer just a one-year extension. I, I mean, yeah, I, Zimmer's not going to get fired. Spielman's not going to get fired. They're, they're, you know, Cousins isn't going to get cut. They're, they're all tied to twenty twenty. So. So what do we look right now? Right now, today, this very second, off an emotional loss in the playoffs, how are we viewing the 2020 Minnesota Vikings? Are they are they a lame duck season? Is it a lame duck team? 
Yeah. Um, are, are they a team in transition with we're going to fire everybody and get a new coaching staff and a new GM after they go no. six and 10, seven and nine? What? Well, I mean, where where do you guys see? Are, are they going to be better than 10 and six and in, in, in the playoffs this time next year? Because no. right now. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's a very. You have to uh, rebuild the defense. You have to rebuild the defense and you can't do it with free agency. You don't have any money. No, you don't. You so you're going to have to have to have build to have up another stellar draft. I mean, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to hit it again in the draft, which I think this last draft was pretty good. But uh, I don't really. I look at what I saw out there today, and it's a continual problem of a team that doesn't play with any intensity, and that's my biggest problem. Uh, you want to break it down to. You want to break it down to the players. That's that's fine, and I'm glad I'm glad we had that little discussion about the five players on defense because that's that's good information and that's good knowledge. But I look overall at the discipline of the team and you know the tantrums on the sideline and and overall they didn't they have these games where they don't really look like they're that into it. And like I said, the 49ers have a good defense, but the the Vikings aren't flying around to the football. They're they're almost playing just to get through the game. Let's just get it over with. I don't, you know, I don't see a lot of fire there, and that's where you really build a team around. So I don't know what they're going to do next. Next year feels like a nine-seven team all over again. Tell me how it's going to get better without with less money. Exactly. With with, with five less players on defense, probably three or four on offense, not a lot of cap money, or or enough cap money to maybe sign one or two guys. You're gonna you're gonna have to nail your draft again. Yeah, I, I don't that's know. That's the key. Uh, whatever. The draft. There, there's, there's a problem. And we're what drafting? Prob- 24, 25 minimum. The offensive problems with this team are still existent. They have, they followed Zimmer through his whole, his yeah. whole tenure here. I mean, he's done. He's built a good defense. He's built a defense to keep him in football games. I know that. With, he's done very well on the defensive side of the ball. But this year, we got past the DiFilippo thing. We got Kubiak, Stefanski. All right, we got it figured out. In some games, yeah, sure, we did have it figured out. But then there's these absolute horrible displays of performance that I saw today, the Monday night game against that team from Wisconsin, and it makes me scratch my head thinking, wow, there's a... A, a team a team this talented... You know, my, my beef this year and last year is is that a team this talented on paper, that there's there's no excuse they should perform that poorly. I, nobody's going 16 and 0. I, I I'm not asking for 16 and 0. Sure. I'm asking for effort. I, I and and they're, you know, in critical moments this year. And and it's it's not it's not Kirk Cousins' fault. It's not. But man, they just got they just got dominated right by, by the 49ers. And it's like they didn't care. I, I and I'm and I'm and that's right. generalization. That's... I'm sure they did care. I mean, nobody likes to be. That, but, but you know the problems this team has had for what four years now, going back to the offensive line, are the same freaking problems, man. The same freaking problems, and we're and we're still talking about the offensive line, and we're still talking about quarterback play, and we're still talking it's about. The same shit. So how does it fucking change next year? Your lips to God's ears. I don't know, man. Free agency. It's the only way it can. They don't have any Nick money, Diaz dude. says jumping on the Ravens bandwagon. Well, Nick, go ahead. We're diehard Vikings fans. We will live and die by the Vikings, even if it causes us pain and cardiac issues. We've been here five 
plus decades. Sorry, buddy. You jump on the Ravens, go purple, but we're sticking with the Vikings. And you we need, know need. that in the offseason, and we'll discuss it many times, what they need to advance and get better. You have to be more consistent. And I know that sounds like a yes. real old crew. That's just general, but that's the best word I can come up with. The Vikings are too inconsistent of a and, football team. And that comes from coaching. You know, yes, and, the, and the, the thing that bothers me, and, and you know, I, I hate to bag on Mike Zimmer because I, I think overall he's been a good coach. Yet you're you're going into 2020 with him on 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 a one year deal, Rick Spielman on a one year deal, and Kirk Cousins on a one year deal. It just feels like already that this team is is waiting for the first sign of trouble to pull the plug, fire everybody, uh, and and start a complete rebuild and overhaul. Which you're gonna there, there's gonna be some sort of transition. And, and but now now you're looking at do, do you if you don't want to do that do you extend Zimmer and Spielman and keep going on with the same stuff we've been dealing with for the last four or five years I don't know man I how mean, many years do you get how many years do you get as a head coach uh, you know what there's only been a a handful of coaches four or five I think that have won a Super Bowl after the I, initial five years won. with that team. I mean, can, can you start handing out contracts for guys who have one good game? Because everybody's saying, well, that Saints game gave him another year. Isn't that what he's supposed to be doing every week is to be that competitive every week? Yeah. Is that I, what you I don't want? know. I, I mean, I honestly I honestly believe that Saints win bought him 2020. It, bought, oh, it, it absolutely did buy did. him 2020. But, but should if, it? if you look at his numbers, he's a winning coach, right? And Here. there are few and far between in the NFL. Here's the Billy thing. the Kid says, damn, guys, with this forecast, it looks like I will be jumping off the roof next year. Well, that's not the case. Billy the Kid, trust me, in the new year, we will have new, some new players and a new outlook. So who knows? Keep the optimism up because that's what it takes to be a Vikings fan. Here, Without it, thing. you can't be. Here's the thing, Drew. Yeah. Do you remember I six or seven years ago, maybe it was, the Bears went 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs, and they fired Lovey Smith, and they hired, I think it was Mark Trestman. Right. And they went, they absolutely went in the tank. Sure. I, I, I mean, do I have issues with Mike Zimmer? I do. But man, it, it, it it's just hard justifying firing the guy. I mean, he went ten and six, won a playoff game. But I, I agree with you when you say, well, now you're looking at twenty twenty, and it's just kind of this. It's just like it's setting up for a lame duck season. I, I don't know. I, I the, this franchise is really at a crossroads right now. I I firmly believe this franchise is at a is is at a, a huge Crucial. crossroads right now. And, and what happens next year is going to affect the franchise positively or negatively for six or seven years moving forward. And right brother, now, I don't, have, I don't have six or seven years to deal with no, that, 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 that's, Vikings football. I don't. I that's don't. I very better- well said. That's very well said. And I don't think the Trestman thing is, is really a good deal of why you just don't get rid of a coach because you're angry and get rid of a coach. 
But I'm looking at 2020, what you just mentioned, the guys on the one-year deal. You know what this feels like? This is what this is what it felt like to those early boxers in time. Oh no, we lost YouTube or not YouTube, but Skype again. It's what, something that's going to make it different from what I just saw. Because I, I there was only one Buster Douglas, only one. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and if Zimmer can't get it done through through these years, I mean, he built a good defense, 2017, done this. If it's going to regress and lose five guys on defense, if, if the whole thing is going to be harder for him to do, if he couldn't do it before, how's he going to get it done when it's harder to do? I don't, and I don't mean that from firing him. If he can yeah. get it done, get it done. But, but the chore ahead, the, the chore ahead is harder. Or the offensive standpoint, it is. The road ahead is harder. It is. Next year, next year's team, after what we just talked about and everything Ted just mentioned with the personnel, it's going to be harder to get to the Super Bowl than it was this year. With the cap strap and all that. So Zimmer's chore just got harder to do. Mm-hmm. And Matt LaFleur went 13-3 and three in his first year as a coach. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Matt Nagy went, what, 12-4, and 13-3 last year. Just throwing that out there. Hey, but we're going to get Mike Zimmer back. That's already determined. So yeah. we look forward to 2020. With that, let's wrap up this show. Drew, any last words? No, not really. I wanted to keep talking about this. Maybe we could have another show and do another wrap-up thing because I have plenty more on my mind I want to talk about. Oh, trust me. We go into the off-season. There is, as much as you want to think everything's peachy with everything with the coaching staff, there is a fucking disconnect on the Minnesota Vikings offensively. There's a disconnect. Yeah. Whether Kubiak is... Wanting to do plays or Stefanski, he feels like his hands are something is wrong. But what I saw today, something is wrong. That's a great. To... That's a great word, Drew. Disconnect. That that is a very good word. Yeah. Ted, any last words? No. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Cool. Ten and six. Beat the Saints. To our fans. Draft then? baby. <laughs> Hang on. Wait. Wait. Draft baby. We'll see you in Vegas. <laughs> To I'm our already, fans, my draft stuff. Welcome to the off season. It, it started a little bit before we wanted it to, but we're here. And good morning, Gallahorn. We'll have content throughout it. Come join well, us in the future as right. we to talk as we talk NFL draft. The postseason, everything else, free agency, as we go into 2020. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Fired up, man. Let's go. See you next week. Bye. Go Vikings!